If I breathe into this, does it pick it up, or is that what this thing's for? Uh, the filter helps with a lot of that, but you can, yeah. <laughs> That'll get picked up? Okay. <clears throat> this is also your first time ever using any computer Or microphone, yeah, pretty exactly. much. Well, welcome, man. Thank you so much for being here. Yeah, no problem. Reluctantly so, but I'm here. Kevin Mahoney. Where's that last name come from? Um, Southern Ireland, County Cork, the most rebellious county in Ireland. Is it really? Yeah, the, the, we like started the rebellion. The uh, the so you you guys are you're you're the cast from uh, Gangs of New York. From um, the wind that shakes the barley, actually, with Killian Murphy. But um, we were originally the O'Mahonies, which I was told from a librarian in Madison, Wisconsin, that I'm saying my name wrong. It's supposed to be Mahoney. 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 Wow. Yeah. Oh, what you doing, Machani? Ah, Machani, another pint for ya. Yeah, that's like, uh, my name's Lugo, and apparently it's from Spain. There's actually a town in Spain called Lugo, and my dad constantly tells me about it, and he sends me pictures from there. He's like, this is the town that we can we can essentially own if we just go there and, and prove to people that this is where we're supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, that's all you have to do yeah, is exactly. just show up with your ID. <laughs> just, this is ours now. normal ID and be like, oh, I did not know this. I'm so <laughs> sorry. Oh, <laughs> Uh, there's Our actually a, there's actually a Lugo Avenue in Miami where I grew up. It was like yeah. right down the street from my from my house. Yeah, we had a Mahoney Avenue in my town growing up, and one night in high school in Minnesota. Yeah, in Minnesota, one night in high school. This is probably summer after senior year. My friends and I all drove out with. I think this was actually our second time because the first time we went, we thought we could just unscrew it and steal it and take it away. That's what, that's what my dad wanted to do. Like he yeah. was like one night. I still want to do it. Yeah, because it yeah. failed. We yeah. like went back with tools and like like shit scared. Like we were not the kind of kids who would mm-hmm. do this. Mm-hmm. But it was after high school and we were feeling like changing our personalities before college. Mm-hmm. Um, but then Trans- we got halfway through and the house that lives right next door turned the lights on outdoor lights and we freeze for like 30 seconds and then a guy like walks out and just stares at us mm-hmm. and we're still frozen until he like like he can't see Are us you gonna do anything right or? like he's a t-rex and we like if we don't move he won't see us and then he just goes hey and then we just like sprint in the car and drive After away 15 minutes of just a stand-off. yeah he was hoping just staring us down when we get sleep but we that's insane but that's yeah. when I like that's when I found out like you ever go to a friend's house and he had like a stop sign on his wall from like the street yeah, lots of stolen traffic yeah. cones. I used to think that was like, oh, you know, as a kid, if you wanted to take a street sign and put it in your wall, like you just have to try to get away with it. Yeah, but that's like crazy illegal, right? I'm sure it's like you no, know, it's got to be vandalism. It's gotta, yeah, for sure, for sure. But when you're under 18, just none of you that give matters. Anything and you just 18, don't man. care. It and just also, doesn't matter, especially in Minnesota. Also, in the 2000s, man, like there weren't a lot of restrictions there were but everyone was kind of just like yeah like remember in the 90s where everyone's like what are you gonna do it's the 90s you know what i mean i know i wonder if every generation thinks they're in that generation like I feel and like, kids today are thinking like we can get away with anything we can i don't know man i feel like our, i feel like this generation is so uptight that it's it's harder to to do i'm sure part of it is the constant things. filming of everything that's happening that is true. i can't imagine being able to get away with true. drinking at a house party when exactly. your mom is on facebook or mm-hmm. snapchat and sees the that's evidence very, of very it true. the has, day before has I, completely mm. ruined the uh 
the romanticism of like doing like rebellious things as like a teen. I know you can't get away with anything. Yeah, anymore. you always have to film it, and and there's always the one person who's trying to like troll you by filming it and like posting, it and then someone getting in trouble. Yeah, I uh, I would not want to grow up right now. Well, thanks for being here, man. This is episode four of Conversations from a Room. Thanks for tuning in, guys. If anyone is actually tuning in, we'll see. Kevin is convinced that no one's ever going to listen to this. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Fingers crossed that no one ever does. Um, yeah, you were pretty pretty skeptic about getting on here, man. What's what's that all about? No, I just don't like the uh, spotlight whatsoever. That's part of why I wanted to go into writing. I know, yeah. You know, complete background, never have to be seen. Y- you are or kind heard. of the. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I'm insecure, but yeah, yeah, it's yeah. more, I just, I hate attention. I've always hated birthday parties. Mm-hmm. Really? Even as a kid? And, oh my God. I mean, yeah, I probably, I'm sure I loved it until a certain age just for the presents, but I, I hated it probably after like 12 or 13. But what the funny thing is when I met you, you were very outgoing. Like when I met you at work and you, you were the first person I started talking to because you were very like. You're easy to talk to, you know what I mean? You were you were open and you were like, "Hey man, what's up?" Uh, you were very welcoming, you know. Yeah, it's funny. It, in certain, I'm a very situational extrovert. Where mm-hmm. in certain situations, I can be like okay around other people and joke around and be casual, and it seems to start right away. Like I either know I'm gonna be comfortable in this situation or not in a certain job for the whole time. And I've had jobs where I'm like the quietest person there and jobs where I'm the loudest person there. And mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know what that's about. Just the, I think it's, yeah, I, I think know. it has to do with, I don't know. I, I don't, how was your, like, how were your parents? What type of, what type of parents did you have? Like My mother up? is definitely an extrovert. She's always the loudest one in the room. Same here. And it's it is very comforting because anytime we're out together at a dinner or anything, there's never a an awkward moment. silence yeah, or a yeah, lull yeah. in the conversation. Yeah. She'll always pick up. Yeah, that's and awesome. my dad is much more like me. We're both yeah. definitely introverts who can be extroverted. That's so funny. My parents are exactly if the we're same. comfortable. My dad is like my dad probably says two words at the dinner table and it's like pass the salt. That's three. I lied. And then my mom is my mom is like the the constant chatterbox, and they and she'll just talk. Not and even if no one's listening, she'll just she'll just talk. Oh yeah, I mean? my mom will just call anytime she's just driving the car. Mm-hmm. She'll just give me a call just because she's bored with like she just doesn't like the silence even yeah, by yeah. herself. It's and funny to talk about nothing. It's funny because as a kid or even growing up like in high school, I didn't talk to I talked to my mom a lot, but it was like small talk. You know what I mean? Like it was fine. But now, like, she'll call me, and we'll have, like, 30-minute conversations on the phone. Just, like, goofy, just whatever, like, two two friends on the phone. It's it's fun. Yeah, I'm sure I've talked to my mom, like, 20 times more than my dad. But mm-hmm. I'll have this, the meaningful conversations with my dad, mm-hmm. but less so. And then just all the mundane generic stuff with my mom constantly all the time yeah see that's where i that's where i i have a difference because i can talk to my mom about anything and it's like casual there's no awkwardness but like my for example my dad called me on my birthday and he was like hey how's it going oh i'm good uh happy birthday oh thanks Anyways, hey, we're switching to AT and T, so uh, you're gonna get a new, some new paperwork in the mail. Uh, yeah. Just take it to the store, and I'm just like, okay, cool, cool, cool. All right, well, have uh, you heard from mom? Yeah, she called me. All right, I'll talk to you tomorrow. <clears throat> Bye. 
Like that's that's basically how our, our, yeah, our conversation. Yeah, the goes. all of the Mahoney men are terrible on the phone. Mahoney. Yeah, we we always are constantly trying to get off the phone, and I've heard this from like my grandmother, my mom, my older brother's girlfriend. It it's all of the Mahoney men. It's constantly like okay, yep. Okay, and mm-hmm. and is that it? Or like starting yeah. conversations yeah. with like I gotta go. Uh, do you need something? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, are you calling for something <laughs> important or like? He'll yeah, the it's phone. always how yeah. soon can I get out of this conversation? <laughs> and that's that's even even the extroverts. It's the phone, I, and I just don't like talking on the phone. Same here. I can have Same a conversation here. with someone for hours, but on the phone, I just I hate it. Skype is even worse. Like yeah, I can't yeah. Stand Skype. I'll, Rachel will call me because she want to talk to tell me something about having at work that day. She'll, so she'll talk for like she'll call me. She'll talk for like 15, 20 minutes straight. Yeah. See, I, I can I'll, hear a story. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's fine. I'll be like, oh, okay, mm-hmm, yeah, oh, all right, cool. Yeah. And then as soon as she's like, so how was your day? And I was like, well, this is where the conversation ends. I'll tell you about it when I get home. I, exactly. Yeah. As soon as she's like, so what are you up to? I'm like, look, we're not going to talk. Like, I'm not going to small talk with you right now. Like, yeah. we live together. I don't, I, we're not small talking. I'll just wait till you get home and we'll talk then. I'm not going to sit on the phone with you and describe what I'm doing right now. That's not happening. Um, so I always, I actually always, I, I, I kind of introduce this into the show. I always offer the guest, uh, a drink. Um, you know, there's beer, wine, whiskey, all that stuff. But you walked right into the apartment, without even offering your drink, you walked right into the apartment. You just grabbed a beer from the fridge and you just got, you're, you're pretty comfortable. No, here no, I asked. You, you were like, hey, I, no, what you said was, hey, you still got that beer here <laughs> that you have left over. And I'm like, yeah. yeah. Cause last time I was here, there was like 90 beers. Yeah. Well, cause I was having a little party. <laughs> But, uh, but, but yeah. yeah, I knew as soon as I got here, I'd want to drink just because the insecurity about having to have this conversation. Oh, for sure. Yeah, which alcohol obviously helps. So is beer your, 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 your liquor of choice usually? No. I Well, not recently. I have developed a little beer belly for the first time in oh, my really? entire life. And so I've switched, but I'm not going to give up alcohol. So I've been doing more whiskey waters a lot. Whiskey with water? Oh, I guess that's, yeah. Yeah, it didn't, I used to just drink whiskey neat, which mm-hmm. I love. I really enjoy, especially mm-hmm. Irish whiskey. Yeah, same here. What's your, Irish whiskey's your, your favorite Yeah, one? I love like Irish Jameson? whiskey. Yeah, like Jameson's, cheap, cheap. I like Tullamore yeah. Dew a lot, which Tullamore is nice really because good. it's yeah. not that expensive or cheap. Yeah. Um, or I, I tealing like, is nice if you have the money. Yeah. But I quite like Jameson actually. I, I think yeah. for the price and for the quality, it's not bad. But I used to just do it neat, and that just gets you drunk way mm-hmm. too quick. And I mm-hmm. so I'll just do a little bit, and then a ton of water, and then it's just the process of just sipping it and just mm-hmm. having a drink is. I don't know, part How of long that. did it take you to kind of like adjust to just sip drinking straight whiskey? Because people, I yeah. do that too. Like, I'll drink straight whiskey from a glass. That's how I enjoy my drink. I know. My drink. I never... And people are like, what the hell's the matter with you? I probably didn't start till after college. I got really into um, cocktail mixing, and I mm-hmm. bought all the accoutrement and, like, bought the mm-hmm. books about mixology. Really? And just tried... Usually people give you those as a gift. You win and buy I know. Them. I don't know what... I don't know what triggered it. Did I, you it think, was... like, you, would, you wanted to become, like, this, like... I wanted this, it to be like, my John thing. Ham yeah, I wanted it to be a hobby. Where someone comes to your house and like, what, what would you like to drink? You make it's them a drink. Completely. Oh, that's I awesome. was. Did it that was, ever happen? Did you ever go? I. It probably did happen a couple yeah. times. It was like a year after college, and I had disposable income for the first time ever. Yeah. And I just wanted something to spend it on, and so I bought like all the nicest booze and all the like mixers and the triple sec and all that. And so I made myself like half the drinks in the book, and then I just came to realize that whiskey is my favorite drink. But let's let's backtrack a bit. Let's uh, let's talk about your let's childhood. What what type of kid were you? <clears throat> what was it like growing up in Minnesota? 
Is that, gonna so, ever, is that ever gonna annoying when people say that? No, you're the first person to ever do it. Really? No. Uh, <laughs> you asshole. <laughs> no, it was, I had a very idyllic childhood. We um we were in the suburbs of the Twin Cities, suburbs of Minneapolis, and we literally like lived in this little neighborhood in the woods. I had like a tree fort in the backyard. We had a cul-de-sac mm-hmm. where we literally tossed a football around in with all the other neighbor kids who were all around the same age. And we had a little beach with on the lake that we could walk to with a little floating dock and it was um it was like out of the those fifties T V shows. Mm-hmm, it was pretty nice. For sure, yeah. It's, yeah. It's, it sounds like a Christmas carol. Yeah. Um no, I had a happy childhood. It was pretty chill. That's good. Yeah. It, which doesn't make for great art later in life. Um, I, I don't have any trauma much trauma to dig into i mean what about like your relationship with your parents like like is there yeah well i like part of i I like to think i'm a very well adjusted Mm -hmm. mentally sound person today Mm -hmm. and part of that was because my parents were so fucking good at being parents Mm -hmm. oh my parents were like they were just they were just perfect they were really good we're winging it from day one yeah i'm sure my i so i'm a middle child so i had my older brother's two years older so i'm sure they worked out some of the kinks yeah i was my dad calls me like this the the guinea pig experiment yeah because i i was the first child and so everything he did wrong was with me first and then he had to correct himself with with the next two kids yeah it's it's bananas to think that my parents were having me at the age i am now they were having their second child right now at 20, 28? At 28 wow which is my parents had their first child at like 23 they had me yeah, at like 23 that's, yeah that's it was insane i, I was can't 23 i think i was still in i was i just moved to la i just moved here yeah so you had accomplished nothing i had at that done point. nothing mm-hmm. except having to still have them help me pay for rent you know what i mean it was insane yeah it's impressive. I'm and really um, did you have uh, like? Do you still have a close relationship with your brother and sister? Um, I'm very close with my younger sister, who's five years younger. Mm-hmm. Um, we talk all the time, and um, my brother. I'm actually going to my brother's wedding in a month. Wow! Congrats! Yeah, yeah. You're gonna be, uh, I was gonna be, you're gonna be an not, uncle. No, yeah, not that's yet. Not we'll works. see. I don't think it's a shotgun <laughs> wedding, but we'll see. Um, but we we are like. We're just like friends. Like mm-hmm. we we talk when something needs to be talked about, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. we can talk and hang out when um, over holidays. But we don't. We're not super close. Yeah, I mean, that's, which I, I, mean, that's I think it's just I mean, personality. Long, yeah. Like like if we if we just met normally outside of a family, we probably wouldn't be friends. But which when, is when, fine. But we don't like fight. We just yeah, like yeah, are yeah. like yeah, he's fine. You guys are you guys are. Are, you guys get to along along together by default, <laughs> right? It's yeah. just, I mean, yeah. And my sister and I are like very much more kindred spirits, mm-hmm. and so we have similar interests. And we would like if I met her at a party, we would be friends. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, you can't like force mm-hmm. friendships just because you grew up together. Mm-hmm. And we probably wouldn't have been friends either, but now we would be. Cause I don't know. Get, I, I didn't figure it out till college. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I didn't figure it out till after college. Who I was, you know what I mean? Yeah. I think even in college, I was still kind of just like floating. I was kind of just like. But you at least, I, at least in college, I figured out how to be socially adept. Like I could talk to girls and just oh, have normal yeah, conversation. I, I you know it's a, I it's not, I know it sounds cocky, but I don't think I've ever really had that problem. I've never really been nervous talking to girls because I always I always 
entered it as in like, hey, this is just this is just a person, you know. If yeah, and if, that's what you learn eventually. Yeah, yeah. But no, the, I definitely not like not like I'm, I'm degrading them. Like you're just a human who cares about you. But it's like, no, yeah, hey, you're just you have problems just like everyone else. The same like we can relate on like our, you know whatever is different and, and similar. We can relate to it, you know. Because I was well, I will say this: I was more nervous around girls in high school than I was in college. Yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. So if you get together with your brother and sister now, are you guys like tight? Are you guys like? Like three peas in a pod, just like goofing around. Like you guys are just riffing off each other. Like it's great. I mean, honestly, it's a lot of watching movies, talking about stand up and TV yeah. shows we're into, and yeah. like sharing music together. It's it's mm-hmm. very shared interest mm-hmm. based. Um, or I mean, I uh, my sister and I talk about our relationships together and. We can go deep on that. She, um, one of our biggest moments, so she moved to New York a couple years ago, and one of her first, like a month in, she called me at, it would have been like 2.30 a.m. their time, which was much earlier this time, and that's why she called me, like in full panic attack mode, crying and breathing heavily and like barely able to talk. And she was at like an office party and her friend got too drunk and she was trying to make a a good impression, but she had to take care of her friend. And it was like the first company party at her first career ever. And then she biked home and she almost got hit by a car and like nobody stopped to help her. And then she's like realizing she has no friends in New York. Uh And so it was just like all these things came in at once and it was just like her first panic attack ever. And her boyfriend lives in Boston, and so he was, like, asleep. It was 2.30 a.m., so she called me after him. And I, like, calmed her down and told her, like, a nice story about these kids that I work with and just, like, tried to, like, bring her out of that mental state. And it was, was like, a really nice moment that I was able to do that for her and that she called me and that, like, we, we, I think we have those heavy moments every once in a while, but mainly it's just the comfort of being able to be completely casual with another person mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. not feel any si- yeah, any yeah. single layer of insecurity like yeah. you're never uncertain about yourself never, or thinking that other yeah, yeah, yeah and yeah. which you only really get with family because you're around See, them that's, so that's much that's awesome man because such an early there's, age. there's a lot of people who don't have a relationship with their brother and sister you know what i mean like i know so many people where if something would happen to their brother or their sister, they would never call them for that situation. You know what I mean, they would just like they would never know. They would never even know what happened. You know what I mean? If that ever happened to my sister, I would hope that she would call me. You know what I mean? That's great, and that that just goes to show that you guys have a great relationship. You know what I mean? And that and that keeping that integrity in a family is the most important thing. I think I always yeah, talk about that. and a lot of it important. I don't know. I'm sure a lot of it is parenting, and a lot of it is luck. Just personalities mm-hmm. not clashing because. Some people, like, their personality types, they're just never going to get along. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, we're lucky. So, you don't... You, okay, so you you say that having... Growing up in this sort of, like, idealistic childhood isn't the best thing to have uh, for, for, uh, for a writing career. But how did you transition into writing? And how did you incorporate this sort of mindset of of writing a script writing a story 
you know, whether it's like about falling in love or or, or being a kid or you know getting hurt, anything. Yeah, like it's it's not that you can't be a writer without the tragic past. It's just you pull from different areas and you don't have that raw, vulnerable mm-hmm. experience. Mm-hmm. Which I mean, you can you can make that out of anything. I just saw so the last one of the last movies I saw in theaters was Eighth Grade by Bo Burnham. Yeah, 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 that's great. And like that, there's no. What's so great about that movie is there's no insane traumatic event that happens to her. It's just about the anxiety all the time of being fourteen or fifteen years old, mm-hmm. and so you don't need that trauma. But and so yeah, you pull from something else, or you pull like for the first script I ever wrote, which is terrible, was just people their first year of college mm-hmm. and. Um, and then, you know, like I had a twist. It was like I wanted to do Undeclared by Judd Apatow meets like Hitchcock, which we, 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 I think we, I read I want, that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was so bad. I liked it a lot. It, it was, was just good. like kids experiencing their first year of college. And then there were grad students that were like <laughs> killing people on the side, and oh, they're, and, they're right. like, and they're like there neighbors. Was like a, a, an A story and a B story. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was the only confusing part. It was, I was like the what's, whole thing what does was that a mess. Have to do with? Yeah, and yeah. and because I just wanted to blend, because I love dark comedies, mm-hmm. and so I wanted to blend like something that I would be able to pull on an actual experience of just the first year of college. Mm-hmm. With something th- that I admire in the art that I love, which but, is just like thriller. All right, two questions. The first one is, what really inspires you to write what you write, and how do you get inspired to write? Is there, like, a procedure you do? I guess answer the first one first. No, so it usually, um, I mean, it'll come from, like, a nugget of an idea. Mm-hmm. Usually, like, usually it's hearing someone else's idea and then <laughs> building upon it. Yeah, you, like, hear a certain small aspect on a podcast or you're reading a book and you just expand on this tiny little detail mm-hmm. in something. You just start with a seed, yeah. Yeah, it's not like having a dream or just, you know, divine inspiration coming to you. It's all mm-hmm. everything's derivative. You're always you get you get a little bit of something from somewhere. Mm-hmm. And then especially when you're first starting out as a writer, you pull from all of the artists that inspire you mm-hmm. and all the movies you love and all the mm-hmm. books you've read. Yeah, for sure. And you try and Put in your own experiences and put your own voice in it the best you can. And I'm sure starting out, like, half of it is, you know, stolen with a twist. And Mm -hmm. then, like, the more you write, the better you get at developing your own voice. But, yeah, usually it's just uh, something small that you hear that intrigues you that you didn't feel, that you don't feel like has been a story yet, which is probably the most important. Realize that that started happening to you. Like, when you're like, when you first thought, I'm getting all these sort of these these feelings of of inspiration. How did you how did you get into the idea of putting it on paper? Yeah, I wish I could say that I've always felt that way because I never had a diary as a kid or a journal or anything. Yeah, neither did I. And because it was stupid, I didn't. I I like I remember writing. One of the first stories I ever wrote was probably like sophomore year of college, other than like assigned stories. You know, when I was just like, I was just in a class that I didn't care about and I was writing a story and it just came from a name, Leonard Fisk, which I came up with, which is like the most depressing. Why does that sound familiar? I might have mentioned this before because now I'm trying to make it into yeah, a script. Yeah. 
but originally it just came from like coming up with a name that sounded like the most depressing man ever. That's kind of cool. And I, I still, I might still have a notebook where I just back like this was even before everyone had laptops in class, and I just have pages of pages in like blue bic pen in a notebook about this guy. And but that's that's like one of the rare times where I actually did just come up with a story before I moved out to LA and decided I want to be a writer. Mm-hmm. Lots of these because uh, before I wouldn't I wouldn't conceptualize cool ideas into turning it into my own story because mm-hmm. I didn't even think of that as a job that I could do. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be a journalist at first, and then I wanted to be a film critic. And then I wanted to be a writer of film. And mm-hmm. so until I made that decision, I bet lots of those ideas that would pop in my head like, oh, that sounds interesting. This could be something just, you know, disappeared. And now, you know, I take up my phone and put it in my notes folder. But yeah, it definitely wasn't part of my brain until I consciously chose that I wanted to, like, create stories. And, you, yeah, you seem like – what's good about you is that whenever you get a – whenever you figure out – a story that you want to start writing like you start on it right away like you you'll just start right you'll hack away at it you know well and even if it's yeah. even if you don't like what you're writing you'll oh, yeah. just write it you'll write almost the whole script because you want there to at least be like the skeleton you know what i mean yeah i'm i'm definitely best at coming up with the beginning of stories and when i come up with a new idea that's the most exhilarating part of the whole process mm-hmm. but then the downside is i the follow-through is that what i lack like all I'll push really hard for the first like month of this idea, but then I'll have a new idea and then switch onto that. Yeah. And just like, that's why I have, I've like four finished scripts and like 20 half written scripts yeah, because that's the worst, I just keep jumping to new idea and then I get bored with one or I mm-hmm. can't think of an mm-hmm. ending and mm-hmm. then I give up on it. And that's, I, that's my, through. that's, I'm sure that's everyone's problem. That's definitely my problem. Yeah. So I guess this can kind of, this can kind of segue into this, this same conversation, but what do you do that motivates you or the I'm sorry, what do you do that you can find inspiration? Like do you have some sort of like mantra or do you do like uh do you, you go for like a walk, you know, do you call a friend and you're just like is there some sort of exercise or some sort of method that you do to help you inspire for writing? Are you like, okay, you know what? I, I there's this thing I, I like to do, I like to sit in the room and I like I like to yeah. read a book. No, I it I, just all comes randomly. I wish I had any of that. For me, if I've like gone a week without writing, what will get me back in the spirit of it is I'll watch a really fucking good movie. Yeah. Like if I watch something really good that was really well written, yeah. and then I'll like as soon as it's done, it even like halfway you, yeah. through, I'll be like, Jesus, yeah. this is why I want to do this. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. so good. I can't imagine like being the person who wrote this and putting it out there. And having people like me watch it and be like, holy shit, this is unbelievable. Mm-hmm. And so that almost always, if I am need motivation, it comes from other people's art. Yeah. Well, that, that's a perfect segue to our next topic. So I like to ask the guest, what's the best film you've seen recently? What's your favorite film? And what's the worst film you've seen recently? Are you getting your letterboxed out? <laughs> Letterbox. For those of you who don't know about Letterboxd, yeah, look th- it up. Throw in a plug. Throw in a yeah, plug. Yeah. No, I did. I plugged it last time. <laughs> oh, really? Uh, I'll mention it again. Letterboxd yeah, get, get is an amazing. Going. It's a really cool uh, website and app. It's basically Yelp for movie lovers. You get uh, to yeah, kinda. 
Yeah, you know that. That's, uh, that's you can keep a diary of all the movies. That's why I'm pulling mm-hmm. up. You keep a diary of all the movies you've seen. Yeah, so you, you can don't... you can create pages where you keep diaries of all the films you've seen. You can you can make uh, your favorite films. You can put them in categories of your favorite films, your favorite horrors, your favorite comedies. You can review every film you've ever seen. You can rate it. You can comment on it or, or comment on other people's reviews. It, it's just, it's a wonderful, it's a, it's like okay, a, okay. it's like not, Facebook for Letterboxd. They're not you yet, though. So well, they will now. So, so I already mentioned Eighth Grade. That's definitely the last Great phenomenal movie. movie that I've seen. For sure, for sure. Um, For so many, re- I actually saw Bo Burnham on Melrose a few weeks ago. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, he's way taller than you. Like, I'm 6'3", yeah. and he's like two inches. Is he really? Yeah, he's, he's like tall massive. and lanky. Um, and right before that, I saw The Killing of the Sacred Deer, which was, I saw it on Netflix. That was way after it came out, but that How was, was it? a mind fuck. Really? Like, I no, heard You like, haven't seen it? I know we wanted to see it at some well, point. Well, that director. We, uh, we always, we always, I know, we, yeah, we always yeah, talk we about the lobster yeah, together. The lobster is great. And then you always tell me about Dogtooth, which yeah, I've never seen. Which is another Do you like, own it, or is there a way that we can watch it at some I point? No, I don't know if it's on Netflix. It's pretty old at this point. But I mean, I'll just like rent it on like Amazon you should. or something. It's yeah. really fucked up. All right, so check out Dogtooth. The Lobster and um, Killing of a Sacred Deer. Who's the director? Um, it's the same guy. Yeah, that's Yorgos Lanthimos. It's like crazy. Yeah, it's a, it's a European and then dessert. The only one, the one other one I'll mention that I saw a while ago that's been out is Won't You Be My Neighbor? The documentary. Oh yeah, it's adorable, isn't it? It's so unbelievable. I've yeah. never cried more during a movie. Yeah. I was and I was in a movie theater and you can hear sniffles and uh. people wiping tears away the entire time. It I was. It I'm gonna. Was I'm gonna so bust. Good. I'm gonna bust your balloon on this, or you <laughs> pop your balloon on this one. But uh, bust your balls. But I saw. Oh, I saw back to back documentaries. It was RBG and um, uh, won't you be my neighbor? And I think I enjoyed R- RGB. What's R- RGB? Uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Oh, uh, her, I didn't even her, know they did one. Oh, it's it's really good. Cuz they're doing a dramatization of that too with Felicity Jones that's coming out. Oh, is it? Yeah, she's oh, like playing oh. her This when was she this was, was just a documentary. Yeah. But uh it was really good. I I actually enjoyed it was hers. Was better? Oh. You know what? I guess because this you was know what one was? of the best documentaries I've ever seen. I and think it was, was. I think it was great. I will say it was amazing. But I was more moved by her because hers, hers. I guess hers is like in the political field, and she did, she did more to with like you know society than. No, I don't. I don't want to say that Mr. Rogers did, but I guess I. I mm, you know. Yeah, she definitely you know, did. Because you know, yeah. I guess I mean, also, it's different. Yeah, realms, it's a different perspective. But... Yeah, but no, I think he had a great story, and his his film is beautiful. Yeah. What's like the worst maybe like B movie oh, yeah. well, or just like a cheesy movie you've seen lately? So I actually watched. By the way, really quick, you know how last time we went to go see uh, The Lost Boys at the Vista? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you're interested, but tonight they're playing True Lies. I haven't seen it. <laughs> it's such and a I good want movie. To, and it's at midnight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah okay. It's up to you. No, let's go. Yeah. All right, all right. We'll yeah. see. We'll see. We'll see where the night takes us. But yeah. I haven't seen it, so it's a great movie. Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, people have recommended it a lot. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's it's a those, fun like eighty. No, pretty much 90s, the same nineties action. Lost Boys. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, but go ahead. What was it? What is it? Um, I want to get a beer. You go ahead and speak. Oh yeah. Well, so this actually has a story behind it too. I watched Year One on Netflix oh. this morning, and that movie. That was the time where comedies were like really good. Remember, like that. That was a time. I think even Pineapple Express came. You know, now it was really good, but it was like those. 
It was it was kind of like those comedies that where a bunch of Judd Apatow's were coming exactly. out. Exactly. So there yeah. were it was like a hit or miss. Like the only people that would enjoy them were like high school stoner kids. Right. You know what right. I mean? yeah, yeah. Like Pineapple Express, I thought was the hilarious. Big Apatow was like knocked up. Exactly. Forty year old virgin. Was it ha- Happy something with with, with um funny Adam people? Funny yeah, people. funny people, which is pretty good. Which actually, is great. Like yeah, yeah. And That's then year Bo one was too. coming out, and I was like. Michael Sarah, just huge in the game right now, killing the game. Jack Black, we all love him. They had a bunch of co-stars. Uh, oh yeah, it had so Paul many Rudd, actors. Paul Shear, David Why Cross. Every time? Um, David Cross, yeah, yeah. And man, what a trashy movie. Well, so yeah, so the original. What is, what is Letterbox rated? I'm interested. Oh, in I'm this. sure it's su- I'm sure it's super low. But I actually watched it, so I had never seen it, but I had always heard it was like one of the worst movies ever and um and i actually one of my biggest faux pas so this was like senior year of college and one of one of the worst that movie that's so funny well one of my well so one of my roommates came back on his he came back to our place on his birthday and he was with his girlfriend and he was holding a dvd of year one and i hadn't even this was probably like a year after it came out and i hadn't even seen it before but i just before blu-ray i just had read all of the terrible reviews and I was just like, why do you have year one? I heard that's the worst movie ever. And then he just says, um, Nicole got it for me. It's our favorite movie. <laughs> she got it for him for his birthday. <sighs> and it's our favorite movie. Blink, blink. And, and I was like, oh, I, I'm sorry. I actually haven't even seen it. I just heard bad things. Oh, that is And so I was great. at an age where I probably didn't care that much because you're just an asshole at a certain that, age. You know, you st- you're still like that. Like, I'll, I'll, I'll walk in somewhere randomly and i'll be like i'll be with like let's say i'm with rachel and you'll be like oh you're what is your fucking sh-? like who wore stripes today and yeah. i'll be like rachel got me this shirt and you'll be like that's oh, kind of cute it's kind of <laughs> like you still say shit like that. yeah that's fair yeah, i yeah. haven't learned a thing no, you haven't learned a goddamn thing but and so that's kind of why i watched it today and it to be fair it has some good jokes like it definitely it feels yeah. so it's directed and written by harold ramus which blew yeah. my mind yeah and but it feels like he's had the same sense of humor what, since what, the 80s. He's like um, Caddyshack. What, yeah, no, but what, Ghostbusters. What, what year did he? Because I know he passed away, right? He was the one of the original Ghostbusters. Yeah, I think this was his last movie. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. he passed away like 2015 or something, something like that. around there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so it does have some good jokes from mm-hmm. him, and um, but it yeah, it feels like. Like a Simpsons episode could have done the mm-hmm. same thing better. Mm-hmm. Like it's just the whole parody gets old, I'm trying to think and it's a lot of dated humor of like, uh, you know, sexist mm-hmm. kind of homophobia mm-hmm. thing. That I don't mm-hmm. know. It's just, it, but it, it's pretty funny. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. It's really it was. You bad. know what it felt like? It felt like one of those. You remember like this the scary movie genre? Yeah, yeah. It was just like, the it was like it was like it was supposed to be taken as a serious film, but there was just it was just a bunch of bits. You know, not a serious film. But it was as as if like they were trying to make it into a serious comedy. Maybe but it was just all bits. You know what I mean? Yeah, it definitely felt sketches to sketches. Remember Bill Hader as like the, the yeah the yeah voodoo? Bill Hader's in blackface. <laughs> yeah, this was way too old for Bill Hader know, to be in blackface, and you don't even recognize it's him. And in the bloopers, he does like a black guy's voice. <laughs> hey, what are yeah, you? he does like Tropic Thunder, Robert yeah, Downey yeah, Jr. So how do you think they and got then they away clearly with that, well with then the they clearly took away the voice well because robert downey jr it's like meta right do you think it's i haven't because... seen that in forever but oh actually, it's, it's like, actually a great movie i know but I isn't he Thunder. it's like consciously offensive like he's supposed to be being offensive in the movie
move. I don't right? know. I think so. Because he's an same. actor playing yeah, 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 yeah. an actor pl- that's, with black. I get that, but how how did they still allow? It? You know what I mean? Like even if it's like, oh, it's okay, it's a bit. How do they still like? No, I don't care. Yeah, like, I mean, well, it's a comment if, on it. So like imagine if they would fun. do that today. Like people would be like, no. If that was like a like how Disney owns everything, what if Disney owned like Ben Stiller production? You know what I mean? Like they'd be like, no. This is- uh, I mean, if it's a rated R movie and it's like. Because he's commenting on, like, the year one was way worse that it was just a white guy playing, like, mm-hmm. a black a black shaman yeah, person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, like, a Because this was, like, an actor playing an actor doing blackface. I, mm-hmm. I don't think that was as bad. Yeah. I guess they pulled it off. So, yeah, there's, like, I, I don't know, man. There was a lot of good movies around that time. Like, I, I did like Tropic Thunder a lot. Uh, I thought it was a really funny movie. Pineapple Express was great. I still, I still like, quote that movie a lot. Um... You yeah, know what I'm excited about? Have you seen the trailer for Old Man and the Gun? It does look good. If Robert Redford's good. last movie with Sissy yeah. Spacek, and it's by David Lowry. Have you Is seen? Is he a playwright? Um, no, he's the director. Have you seen um, Ain't Them Bodies Saints or A Ghost Story? Yes, I know. And yes, he did Pete's yes. Dragon, which yeah, was yeah. like a kid's movie, but it was why, fine. But I, uh, I'm that's really, why, he's my favorite director it? right uh, now. Affleck. Yeah, yeah. That's what do you think about? him like what do you like i know like yeah, i mean we, I know rachel, rachel and i talked about it in our last podcast because we were i was talking about um tracy letts who wrote manchester by the sea because i he's a great writer and I think. an actor right he's an actor too yeah, but yeah, he I, I, I knew him in college because he's a he's a wonderful playwright and he's written a lot of great plays Did stuff come about him too no i'm just saying that i was we were talking about plays and i was like tracy oh. letts is a great playwright he's known more theatrically for uh manchester by the sea and she goes and she said boo and I was like, no, but it's a good because of Casey. Affleck. And I was like, that's right. Well, Casey yeah. Affleck, yeah. So what? What? What's like? Well, how I do you think that he's still working? As well, I don't to... know enough about yeah. that. But from what I remember hearing, it was never any like. I, I mean, this is dangerous territory. No, but I, I feel like it wasn't anything like illegal. It was more like harass. He didn't. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't assault. It was like harassing know, people. It just, it's just strange. Man. It was. I think it was more creepy than like way over the line but i know it's weird that i'm i mean because he's i think he's just that director's guy like he's been in all of his yeah, movies yeah. and so but the only reason why i bring it up like is because he's not caring about the other one doing anything wrong exactly the, the reason why i bring it up is because because an actor like him is in it there's going to be a lot of people who will not even go see that movie there's probably gonna be people boycotting it who'd be like don't go see this movie I and don't it is the this. kind of indie movie where they are the people who care about that. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. And that's the thing, though. It does look like a great movie. I think... And I think, I think Robert Redford deserves this, that too. that that fades away. That, like... Oh, for sure. For sure. That people just stop caring or that his transgressions weren't enough. Speaking about Affleck... Get him kicked out. What about Ben Affleck? I've never really liked Ben Affleck. <laughs> I, I never saw him as Batman, but I wasn't going to see those movies anyways. But yeah. I don't think I've liked him I've seen since they're, they're Good not, Will Hunting. I will say this. I He's not the worst Batman. He's not terrible. He's he's not, not great. Who is? Uh, he's not better than Clooney or Keaton or Bale. He's not better than Clooney. <laughs> they're all better than Clooney. I guess I haven't seen it, so I can't say. But from the trailer... Like the two lines he says in the trailer are god awful. No, yeah, he, you know, and he's, there's no he's not personality. Terrible, or but I'm very biased when it comes to like superhero films. But uh, let's transition to that real quick because you just started getting to like the Marvel universe. I don't want to get too deep into it because we can we can go in this for hours. But the, the two questions I want to ask you is, what do you think about uh, 
Oh no, this is actually this isn't Marvel. This is just a uh, superhero. Did you hear Joaquin Phoenix is gonna play uh, the Joker? Oh, the Joker, right? Yeah, yeah. Directed by Martin Scorsese. Yeah, that sounds. Awesome. And Robert De Niro is gonna be in it. Yeah. Yeah. So that sounds pretty good, man. That Little sounds like connection a connection from wasn't he Two Face? Oh no, that was Nicholson. That was Nicholson. Nicholson. Was yeah, 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 yeah. No, and then he wasn't. Yeah, no, that wasn't Two Face. He was the Joker. I he can't be. Um... Oh, oh yeah, Tommy Lee Jones was Two Face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, he can't be worse than, um, what's his name? Jared Leto. Yeah, Jared Leto. <laughs> that was, but the whole movie, that was Terrible. one of the worst movies I've ever seen. They're making a sequel. I mean, it made a ton of money. Yeah. What are you going to do? That's true. Also, uh, Tom Hardy's Venom. Have you seen any of the trailers? No. Yeah, of course. I haven't. I don't want to see oh, anything. Oh, really? I don't want to see I'm sure it'll thing. be amazing. I'm sure it'll be great. I hope so. The I don't whole... know who the director is, though. Is he famous? I don't, I mean, he must be, but... he's a Brazilian director, I think. Hmm. Yeah. But the That's thing is that they were so, for so long they were they were debating making it a rated R movie, you know. Getting oh, it's not. I assumed it was. No, I think they're backing it into PG thirteen because they essentially wanted to merge it into the the, the uh, Spider Man movie, which is a new one. Or? Yeah, Tom Thomas. Oh right, right, yeah, yeah. Thomas Middle? No, that's that's Loki. Who's the who's the kid that plays Spider Man? No, Tom Hiddleston. Hiddleston? Yeah, Tom Hiddleston, um, right? No, yeah, that's Loki. That uh, was one of your favorite Holland. Marvel movies. Tom Holland. Tom Holland, yeah. Which one? Thor Ragnarok was my favorite. Well, one of them I'm saying like top top five is Spider Man up there. That you really oh, yeah, liked yeah, the yeah, Spider Man yeah. movie. That was fantastic. I thought it was, it was okay. It wasn't I love it wasn't that. it wasn't my favorite. My favorite part of it is that I even say got... Ragnarok probably wasn't my favorite either. But that was because Taika Waititi is yeah, one, that's of true. Favorite one of your favorite directors. Yeah. But Spider Man Homecoming, it got to the heart of what Spider Man is, which he doesn't like save the world. He deals he with he's the, the neighborhood. neighborhood. He's a yeah, friendly neighborhood, neighborhood yeah. Spider Man. Yeah, and yeah. this was like a low key villain who's not trying to destroy the world or mm-hmm. you know kill half the population of anything. He's just trying to he's like make a living. He's just trying to get, trying to get rich yeah. and like take his daughter to prom. And I don't think he's trying to get rich. He's just trying. Yeah, to he's get... trying to sell weapons. That's the whole thing. He's just trying to oh, steal we're weapons about and sell. Yeah, the vulture or whatever. Spider-Man. I was like, Oh no, Spider-Man's trying to get rich. I think he got the wrong story. Trying to get paid. <laughs> no, I, it was funny and casual. It was it was so much better than I love. I love the playfulness of, the of having him away from the city. Where he like he goes to throw the web and it just goes into nothing. Yeah, and the him like running to the treehouse. I love that. Yeah, he's like a high schooler. He's stupid and he's figuring it out. That's mm-hmm. that's so much better than a crazy sequence of cgi yeah. hitting yeah. each other and, and he's like a throwing kid shields like he's a child you know what i mean i know and that friend was hilarious yeah, his yeah, chubby yeah. friend yeah yeah so that no, was a really good movie what do you think of this i don't know if you've heard of it but the, the sequel is called spider-man away from home because it's supposed to be spider-man in europe they want to basically take him outside of new york city put him in a foreign country and then he's oh. going to be I, I could see that being funny, like a fish out of water yeah, yeah. type situation. I don't know why they would do it. I'm sure there's some know, comic series move. that did yeah, it, yeah. and they're basing off of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm on board. All right, cool, cool, cool. I, I like that. He's a great Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. He's really good. He's really good. Uh, so favorite Marvel movie, I guess, the, uh, Ragnarok? Well, yeah, I think so. I mean, Spider-Man 2 was really good. That's not in the universe. But oh, uh, with uh, Tobey Maguire. Maguire. Those yeah. first two were really good. That's yeah, with Doc good. Ock, Alfred yeah. Molina. That yeah, was, was great. that was a really good movie. Yeah, um, I, like I think Alfred the Molina. Dark Knight is still my favorite superhero movie of all time, though. Dark Knight is great. It's on Netflix now. And Logan is better than Thor Ragnarok 2, but that's not part of the universe. But I think Logan's actually my yeah, favorite. I give it Marvel to the MCU, movie. yeah. but um, It's not, though. 
No, I'm saying I guess it's not part of the MCU. That's yeah. true. That's true. But yeah. so so best superhero movie definitely Dark Knight. Oh yeah, well, hands down. Yeah, yeah. Christopher yeah. Nolan is unbelievable. Uh, mine's is probably. I just rewatched um, Inception for the first time. Yeah. In a long time. Still holds up. Yeah, yeah. Although the script, like it, early on, the dialogue is pretty terrible because it's just people explaining the whole universe mm-hmm. the whole time like every scene is just people explaining how but this all is that, works is that important when you first watch the movie though yeah exactly yeah. well and when you're watching it for the first time you don't care because you're actually interested and you need to know what's going on mm-hmm. and then once the plot kicks in you forget about it and it's just all so exciting and cool mm-hmm. but the second time you just realize like leo is just like talking to the camera like mm-hmm. explaining everything is happening but then again once the plot kicks in you don't care anymore because it's so fun to watch all right, before we move on to the next subject, we're almost at an hour already. I guess we're, we're going to go a little overboard here. Um, really quick, since you know so many great uh, shows, what's a show right now you want to promote that you love or, or any show that you, you've seen recently? Or just any any show? Um, The last new show that is very good is Killing Eve, which I might have told you about. BBC America. You yes, you did tell Sandra me about Sandra Oh and um, Jodie Comer, Comer, I think I want to say her name. Mm-hmm. She's British. Um, That is fantastic. Um, It's by Phoebe Waller-Bridge created it, who did Fleabag. If oh, you saw yeah, that, Fleabag's the Amazon great, show. Yeah. yeah, and she's a playwright. She's did you see really her, smart. that actress in Solo? Did you watch Solo? No, I didn't. She, yeah, she's the she robot. She plays the right? android. Yeah, yeah, she's pretty cool. It's that pretty movie, cool. I just had no interest. No one saw in it, man. That's I know. The thing. It, it was just, crazy. I didn't like that actor. I, I still don't know why they Solo. did it. The two highlights of that movie, well, Lando, honestly, right? Donald Glover. Lando, yeah. Donald Glover, and just seeing like a young like just version. the idea yeah, of it. The idea, yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so Killing, Killing Eve is amazing. Um, I actually just I can recommend two things at once. I just watched Hannah Gadsby's stand up special, Nanette. Have you seen that yes, yet? Yes, it's very, very powerful. Epic. Man. Holy moly. I did not know that's what yeah. it was Because they advertise it just like it's a stand up. It's not really stand up. Yeah, not. it's something totally it's different. Incredible. Revolutionary. Do you think people are all on board with it? You think a oh, lot yeah. of yeah? It's, okay. I mean, it got a tiny backlash from yeah. People, uh, that's what I was worried about. People are gonna funny, be like, "What the hell is this? this isn't comedy?" I'm no, like, "No, I don't think it's. Po- I think no, it's, it's like a public address. Is it? it yeah. is, it's quite. It's quite fantastic." But she's in a TV show called "Please Like Me," an mm-hmm. Australian TV show that's over now. But that is very, very good, and I think it was recently added to Netflix. Mm-hmm about created by like a 21 year old or maybe he's older when he created it but about i know it's really frustrating because it's really good too and he's he he writes it and stars in it Mm -hmm. and it's about his like coming out process wow and it's it's hilarious and it has like his mother's suicide is a big factor in it it's so it's dramatic it's is really phenomenal. Yeah, this though. is this is when you you wish you had more drama in your life to I be more. No, because yeah. this he is just writing his own experience. Like I think lots of, I mean he's very funny and smart, obviously, but it he's like writing exactly what happened to him. At least at the start, of the first season probably. Why don't I like I I like plan a, a secret uh, kidnapping and I'll just kidnap you and torture you for like five years. Yeah, well, I think I told you about this last time. There's a French show called like I mean it's like crime noir. I, dark crime or something Mm -hmm. but it's about two writers who have a very unsuccessful like law and order type show in france Mm -hmm. and it's about to get canceled and to like bring the ratings up they start to commit actual crimes (laughs) to like throw themselves into it isn't it 
isn't it get ready like kind of like he in order to get his movie pup like his his like to get his finances in order like yeah a little bit i think in get shorty he's like already a gangster yeah yeah, and he wants to write about his experiences he like uh intimidates people to like do the job yeah basically get his job done or something yeah but this is very like fish out of water these totally like normal straight laced guys start Mm -hmm. like little baby steps a little more at a time and they get involved mm-hmm. in like a whole crime world and it's pretty good actually when it comes to like film uh writing you know when it comes to like storytelling what are the certain things that you uh are attracted to um my favorite is and definitely... i know it changes you know what i mean but like right now i guess right now i don't know if it changes that much my favorite is definitely dark comedy for sure um... yeah i'm the same yeah me too. Yeah, my favorite movie, I'm not saying it's the best movie I've ever seen, but my favorite that I wish I had written is In Bruges by Martin McDonough. Yes. Because... <laughs> yes! Yeah, that was, yeah, baby! That was good. That was nice. Because <laughs> um, it's that perfect blend of of people making light, not making light, but like still being funny people mm-hmm. in very dramatic situations. Mm-hmm. And... So that's my favorite genre. I also, um, I do like rom coms. Mm-hmm. I the last one I saw set it up on Netflix was really good. With uh, oh, Rachel loved it. Actually. Yeah, with Zoe. I did I tell her to see it? I think I might have told her. To Maybe watch it. she was going through like a rom com week. Like, yeah, she, like she she went from watching like the setup to all the boys I loved to oh, Crazy yeah, Rich Asians. That. Oh yeah, I still which which is great. Also yeah. great. Um, but that's cool. Yeah, rom coms are fun, man. A lot of people. Um, give but them I would shit. never. I don't think I'd ever write them. But yeah, um, I don't know. I like dark comedies the most, but I, I, f- I think I have fairly democratic taste. I kind of watch anything that's well written. Um, How do you like a lot of these new, uh, a lot of these comedies that are female leads? Like, like, uh, now I'm saying like, come on, we're How do you two, like these we're, women? We're, te- being we're funny, two guys. Huh? Huh? What do you think these women taking out? Trying like, to be funny. Like, how do you, how do you like Amy Schumer's style? How do you like Melissa McCarthy's style? How do you like Kristen Wiig's style? Like, what do you, how um, do you think? Well, no, I so I love Melissa McCarthy. I wish she didn't do so many bad movies. Yeah, but it's okay. I mean, because a lot of the movies she does, it's her and her husband are writing it. Oh, is that? Oh, yeah, Because yeah, yeah. I was about to like say the, that last the writing one, is bad. The last, she, yeah, she the last a, one she did. Was, yeah, the puppet thing is getting the puppet one was kind of cheesy. But that was that was literally uh, what's Those his two name? writing it. What's happened? What? Those two wrote that one. No, that was actually who's the guy? Who's the the puppet guy? The main from like the not Jeff Dunham. No, 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 oh, no, 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 like the Muppets. Who's the guy who did the Muppets? Jim Henson. Henson, yeah. I think it was like his brother or his cousin who wrote it. Oh, that makes sense. That's nepotism. Yeah, he but uh, no but like the, what was the one that she did where she went back to college? Life of the Party. Yeah, like that see, was I didn't her, see that, her husband, I, I think, wrote better. and directed it. Yeah. You know? See, I love when she works with Paul Feig. Mm-hmm. I love all those movies. And I'm really excited. Yeah, and I the Spy and Bridesmaids. Yeah. All a lot of people ones. hated the new Ghostbusters. I thought it was really charming. Yeah. I thought it was really fun. It was cute. It was funny. I thought it was. I actually thought it was hilarious. I thought it was really good. I'm very excited about... Shit, I might have to look it up. She's doing a new movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I'm not trying to say like let's let's talk about how these women are taking. You know, no, I I, I appreciate everything they're doing. I love everything they're doing. I want to know your take on like these new like boss women that are that are are in oh, Hollywood yeah. right now. Can you forgive me? She's coming out in the fall. That and that looks like that's the one. Have you seen the trailer for this where she plagiarizes? Oh yes, this was a serious. Or no, film, she yeah. doesn't even plagiarize. She pretends to be someone else, but like mm-hmm. writes her own words into exactly, it. And that yeah. looks really good. Yeah, I hope great. it pulls it off. Yeah, yeah. Because she's like at the end of the day, she's a great actress. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, yeah. What do you think of uh, Amy Schumer's work? Are you a fan of her? I'm a fan of her acting. I love Trainwreck. Mm -hmm. I don't love her stand-up. Although I did like a lot of her sketches from her show. Oh, yeah. Um, that 12 Angry Men homage was so... I don't think I was, saw that one. Oh, really? Where yeah. it was, they were debating whether she's hot enough to be on TV. <laughs> and it was very... And it had John Hawks. Like, it had a bunch of big actors. That's a great thing about Chris Amy Gethard. Schumer is that she's very... Like, she brings the truth to like reality you know what i mean like just saying how yeah she how brings of, the truth yeah, to how, reality yeah, sure. wow. all right this is when you start to make fun of me because you're an asshole like how a lot of a lot of you know comedians they're they don't really you know a lot of a lot of male comedians they were the only ones for so long who kind of did their comedy like right on the like right on the surface like they brought every they were vulnerable all this they brought everything to the light you know like i think key and peel were very good at that stuff i think people like uh I don't know Seth Rogen maybe like he 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 was like laugh at my ugliness he was like this is this is real life it's okay to laugh at it Amy Schumer was like she wasn't scared to really show her true colors yeah and, and, and also like, it's more powerful when she does it because Seth mm -hmm. Rogen it's I feel like it's not really him being vulnerable like it's just him being like a stoner bro that's true, that's and true. like talking I'm just about saying, being like, a girl uh, couldn't do his style comedy you know what I mean because it would be like vulgar. But when now that when she does it, she does it with with like she's like she commits to it, and she's like she's a good strong actor actor and comedian that she can she she's like I'm like that's it it, it proves that everyone can 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 use these these skills you know what I mean no matter who you are there doesn't have to be like a like a stereotype when it comes to like comedians these days everyone can do this everyone can be funny everyone can can make people laugh. Because comedy, at the end of the day, it's a visceral sort of like, like it comes from the heart, and I think everyone should be able to do this 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 thing if if they are funny, and I think she proves that you know to society. Yeah, and what's great is they're all coming at it from their own perspectives, mm -hmm. which are radically different than what we've had of the straight white male constantly being the number one stand up, and so yeah. they, there's a new perspective. That we haven't seen as much. That's what was so great about Hannah Gadsby's Nanette. Yeah, and exactly. um, Is that they don't have to fit into the mold that's been popular already. Now they can do their own thing and people are responding. Um, yeah, I just got into Eliza Schlesinger. She's really good for yeah, the first time. I haven't seen it, but yeah. I like her a lot. Funny. If you can pick a... Whenever you, whenever you see an, a trailer or a poster for a movie, whether it be woman man comedian uh uh like a drama actor who's an, an actor that when you're like oh i gotta see this movie like you love like you love this actor you know my first instinct was rooney mara without a doubt that's one of the few where i've i've seen terrible movies that she's in which and one's who's she i can't think of her rooney mara girl with the dragon tattoo Oh, she is great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. And but um, and do... ain't them body saints. And she does go ghost story. She did some David Lowry. But she also does a lot of B movies. Oh no, no, no! I'm thinking, someone I'm thinking else. someone else. I'm thinking. Yeah, she does. Two girls she's that there. Yeah, Kate Mara. You're yeah. thinking of Kate Mara. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Her sister. That's her sister. Yeah, yeah. And their their parents. One of their parents owns the Giants, and the other one owns the Steelers. The baseball team? No, the football teams. Oh, <laughs> I'm thinking who are the Giants? Okay, whatever. I don't watch. No, football. San Francisco might have Giants too. 
But yeah, or maybe it's one of their grandparents and wow, the other so grandparents. They from, yeah, they come from a big, amount of big family. But Rooney does a lot of more of the indie stuff, and Kate does um, more lament. Like she was in Mark Wahlberg's The Shooter or what The Shooter mm, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she, yeah, I will see everything she's in without I haven't a doubt. Seen a lot of her films, to be honest. Yeah, it's more. She was in one. Yeah, she does like Terrence Malick movies, and um, I think her and probably Ryan Gosling. Oh, he's great. Yeah, yeah I do like. I, I think someone was asking me the other day, like, who's in, your? Which that's a lot easier of a pick. Like everyone, how? Can that's you what I like said. Ryan I remember Gosling, someone you know? was like, "Who's who's like an inspirational actor? Like, who do you go for for like like inspiration?" I'm like, I know it sounds like a cliche, but I I love me some Ryan Gosling. I think yeah. he's incredible. I a think he's more. A more indie pick is probably Ben Mendelsohn. Do you know him? He sounds familiar. See I'm sure I've known him. In. What's what's a movie he's in? So. Um, oh, we Mississippi, Army Mississippi, <laughs> Mississippi grind. You might have seen with Ryan Reynolds, where they're they're like gamblers. Oh, oh uh, he's the older uh, guy. Uh, he's in the Rogue he's in One. S- oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. There you yeah, go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, he's, he's phenomenal. Yeah. Wait, what is he? He's oh, uh, he's with Reynolds in um, yeah, Mississippi uh, grind. No, 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 no. I'm sorry, Gos. Oh yeah, Gosling yeah. In uh, with that, that motorcycle movie. Uh, yeah, he's like, Thunder in the Pines or something. Uh, Place or, Beyond the Pines. Yeah, yeah. Place Beyond the Pines. He was Pines. good in that one, too. Yeah, yeah. he's amazing yeah. in everything. My favorite movie of his is called Starred Up, which is oh, him okay. and Jake O'Connell. Jack, Jack O'Connell. He is great. I do from like him a lot. From Skins. Mm-hmm. And, um, he's, going a lot, he's doing a lot of blockbusters, though, right now. Yeah, well, because he's breaking free. And yeah, he was yeah. in that. Uh, he was in Bloodline and in that That's amazing right. That's role. What, that yeah, was, that like was probably breakout. his big, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But then once spoilers once he's like not in it which i mean he kind of is with flashbacks and stuff but i did not care at all once he wasn't a major because they brought him back in flashbacks right it wasn't the same no i know i really i don't think i think i watched first two seasons or something but once he was gone it was fine because of him he was Mm -hmm. so good Mm -hmm. and but yeah he's in startup which is a prison movie where he's the dad and his son are in the same prison together wow and it's really talk about daddy really gritty british drama where you like can't understand half the words they're saying because they're that's what blew so my thick. mind too that i found he was an english actor yeah i had no idea the funny thing is when he talks in when he talks with an american accent it sounds genuine but when he talks with an english accent it sounds like he's doing an accent that's all the first thing you see him in you yeah. know if you hear yeah, him for yeah. the first time when he's american then you're yeah. like what is he doing right yeah, now yeah, yeah. but if you it, it's the opposite then you're like but he does do his accent and bloodline is phenomenal like oh, the perfect. florida keys what and I, yeah you would know more than anyone else well, I mean, it's just a it's just a normal American accent, you know. You know, the keys doesn't have like a like a like a lingo or anything. There's no Florida accent. I feel like he was doing a specific Florida. Maybe it's a little like country, not country, but yeah. it's a little like yeah, you know. It definitely felt it felt yeah, specifically maybe. southern, like not just southern, but like from. But a the region. keys isn't. That's not really the keys. They probably just oh, picked really? like a, Flo- a Floridian like southern yeah. accent. Because I'm from Florida. I grew up in, like, near the Keys. Yeah, that's why I figured you would. But also, I went to theater school, so that's why I sound like I grew up in Midwest. I know. I don't have an accent either. Like, well, southern Minnesota, you don't really get it. It's up in the north where yeah. they all talk We about sound Canadians. like generic, just normal white people. Right, completely. <laughs> and it's not, like, a put-on. It's just how I always talk. Like, Ryan Gosling, he, that's a fake accent. So he's Canadian, and he... You're not telling me he goes around being like... So this is how I really talk. No, but he developed a Marlon Brando esque like 
tone of speaking when mm. he wanted to start acting, and then it just became how he talked all the time. He's like talked about it on talk shows. Well, then how, how do you know how he really talks? Because he, I, I don't think anyone's ever heard it. I mean, unless you like grew up with him, you know, like he just, literally changed how he speaks. Yeah, but everyone kind of does. No, I know. I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I'm just, yeah. it's interesting. It's cool. Because I, I mean, and like, he has a great voice. He yeah. sounds awesome. Yeah, it, it's you know, it's not the way he speaks. It's 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 the rhythm that he, he speaks in. Yeah. Yeah, it's the tone. Because the sound of his voice is, I'm sure, the same, but it's the rhythm and the way he uses his words and the way he says his sentences. I but think. now that you, you'll you hear the Brando-esque in his voice well, I have next to, time you hear him talk. I would have to know Brando a little bit more. You don't know Brando? I know Brando, but I, I'd have to, like, when I think Brando, I just think of, like, The of Godfather. The Godfather, like, Apocalypse Now. Like, I can't. Yeah, you gotta see, like, on the, water, on the Waterfront, then you'll know. I haven't seen that one. Yeah. Well, let's move on to books. I know we talked about movies for so long. I just love film. I know you do, you do too. But let's talk about more. Let's talk about the writings of people. <laughs> yeah. Um, Anything you've been reading lately that you want to so talk about? The, um, I was reading last night, but I was rereading my favorite novel, which is Island by Aldous Huxley. Which um, is yeah, the island with uh, just, uh, Hugh uh, McGregor and uh, <laughs> Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, great movie. Yeah, yeah Michael no. Bay. Uh, yeah, one of Michael Bay's like his movies. book is actually based on that movie. It's like a novelization. Of is it the really? Movie. No, he's <laughs> he's been dead for like decades. <laughs> I don't know that. No, it's about this this guy who gets stranded on an island, and it's it, it's basically it's like this utopia, and it's just the author's opportunity to like describe how people should live. Like mm-hmm. this is just the perfect utopia as far as like child rearing and education and mm-hmm. relationships and drug use, and it's it's very very good. And I so reread even, it a lot. They even like. They're even okay with drug use, but like at a, at a they certain. They do like, they like, um, they take, they like eat mushrooms as a ritualistic yeah. type thing. Yeah. And that's, open that's up still their practiced minds. in certain. Yeah. And cultures. he's, he's pretty into drugs because we were talking about right before the podcast. Doors yeah. Doors, yeah. yeah. They were, he took mescaline and just wrote about it. Mm-hmm. Um, and Brave New World is all about sedation and mm-hmm. soma and taking drugs. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think. Of the last, I mean, we were also talking about gentlemen in Milan. No, a gentleman in Moscow. Oh yeah, oh yeah, gentleman in Milan is a, a piece of art I have in my room. Oh, that's <laughs> cool. Which wow, is just, you're so cultured. No, but it's not even that cool because it, it's one of the first things I bought in like college because I thought I was cool. But it's just it's this painting of like two guys who think they're really cool, and mm-hmm. one has like his jacket slung over his shoulder. <laughs> And they're both just like staring off in the distance in Milan, and it just like look. It's the kind of thing where like you you're trying to be cool, but you're not quite there yet, and that's the kind of thing you would get for yourself. I like to think that you got that because you're like, this is the story I want to be explain them. to every girl when she comes over to my apartment. <laughs> about <laughs> that, about yeah. not thinking I'm cool. Yeah, and she'll think you're so sweet and like modest and whatever. And you're like, oh, this is so cool that you have this yeah. post. This poster tells your story in, in one picture. <laughs> Anyways, no, I think I what's do your th- bed like? <laughs> hey, yeah, that was my go-to, like, um, soft, you have to have, like sophomore yeah, and junior yeah. year of college was. Yeah. I, my friends still make fun of it because the, the line was the line was, "Do you want to go see my posters?" <laughs> Yeah, and at that point they're not framed or anything. They're That's just always. They're, yeah. you hey, do you want to no go see my posters? Room. That's just the line to get girls. You want to see my poster? And that was. I don't know if that was before Netflix. That might have been before <clears throat> Netflix. I don't know. In co- wait, you're in college? 
Yeah. Yeah, Netflix was a thing already. Well, you're but 28. It so. was it was in 2010 this would have been. And I don't know if online Netflix was a Netflix big was a thing, thing yet. by like 2011 or 2010. Right. Sure. Yeah. Cuz so it wasn't like do you want to go hang still, out and watch Netflix? It was it was you know what it was? It was still only DVD rentals. Yeah, remember that? Feel, right. Yeah, and then, then the became, boxes. It and... became like streaming by like 2011, 2012. Because when I was in college, like yeah. my junior year was like 2012, 2013, and I was watching Netflix in my apartment. Yeah. So I know for sure you could stream it. No, I bet it was freshman year. I remember watching The Office freshman year in my dorm. Mm-hmm. But either way, my go-to line was, do you want to go and see my posters? Which... <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> That's I, one of the... I when you look back, that's just so stupid. well. As you can that's tell, so I, I'm also one to like decorate. You know what I mean? I love. I, know, I but love just the word posters and talking about wanting like to show because it's the kind of thing where like if you're really cool, you don't. Was it more say, about come look at these things? Was it more about getting someone into? Yeah. Your oh room? yeah. Of course. Yeah. Or was it because you really wanted no, to no, show no, them? Your no, it was to get them into your room to close the door. <laughs> but just the fact that I thought that was okay. Of and a every time they line, were like, yes. Well, because they, it was, it was one of those understandings where they knew that's what was happening, <laughs> and it was just a line of because course. my roommates were sitting on the couch in the living room. So you have to say something while you're like walking up the stairs. It's funny and you're too because just... I feel like every time they responded, you would say, "Hey, you want to go see my posters?" And every time they responded with, "Yeah, I okay, <laughs> sure." Yeah, that would have been, been hilarious. Sure, I guess I'll go see your. And posters. I'm sure that's what they were feeling on the inside, whether they articulated it or not, was. This guy is not cool. What were you like in college? What type of college kid were you? You can give me the PG version. Well, no, I changed a lot because I if you, think I definitely settled into my personality a bit mm-hmm. and kind of figured out how to be comfortable with myself and not try so hard. What did you study in college? I did English and journalism. Mm-hmm. And so it was a lot of you know reading and writing essays mm-hmm. in libraries. So I, it was a great time. I went to Madison, Wisconsin, so like always the number one party school. But mm-hmm. um, it was every every everyone says it about their college. It's the number one party school. Yeah, but we're like on lists. Okay, well, <laughs> but um, who's one of your favorite authors? I would say, I guess, right now. Well, yeah, Aldous Huxley is my favorite of all time. Um, I love Donna Tartt a lot, and she hasn't written much. Not to be confused with Donatello, the Ninja Turtle. No, who I also love. Which which weapons did he have? Donatello had, I think, the nunchucks. Yeah, not. And he wasn't my favorite. He was the. I like the one. one who had the two short swords. Uh, that was Leonardo. Yeah, I like Leonardo the most. Mm-hmm. He was the leader. But Donna Tartt did the Goldfinch and um, Secret Friend and the the one at the college, which I probably the, the, the three swords, the thingy. Are you talking about? The, yeah, yeah, the actual yeah. Sword? Yeah, the small blades where they're little. Oh, oh no, no, that's that's um Raphael. That's Raphael. Oh yeah, the like one him. with the actual swords. That's Leonardo. Well, didn't he just have and one, or did he have two long swords? He had two long swords. Oh, I like both those guys. Okay. Yeah. And then the staff was... Which was the dumb one with the orange bandana? That's Donatello. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I didn't like him. And then the staff know. was uh, Leonardo, Donatello, Raphael. Who am I missing? Michelangelo? Michael, he was, that was Michael, Michelangelo. Which, did, did they call him... What they call him? Michael? Or did they Mike. actually say... Yeah. Mike! Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Donna Tart. Just... Yeah, yeah. She's great. Check cool. her out. Um... I mean, she's pretty famous, but, and she's only, what's great is you can read her entire bibliography 
that's not the right word, but her, autobiography. No, no, no. Her entire biography. Everything she's written. What's the word for that? Her entire canon. I don't know. Uh, her resume. Like four <laughs> books. Sure. But they're all phenomenal. Um. Yeah, recently I've been doing, um, a lot of comics and graphic novels. Mm-hmm. Honestly, a lot of indie image comics and. Mm-hmm. Which now is all image comics is great. They're all becoming TV shows. I'm like was reading Lock and Key, and now Carlton Cuse is doing a show about that. But how can they make image comics into a TV? Like I feel like image comics are probably the most avant garde out of like the comic books. Well, they're like super popular though. Mm-hmm. They're like indie because they're all like mature and mm-hmm. unknown. Yeah, but, they're like the rated R version of. But comic that's books. why they can make it into TV shows, and movies because no people, one knows people, about them. Yeah, yeah, and they're also, doing Why the Last Man. It. Although that's not Image, that's Vertigo. But yeah, Vertigo and Image, they're doing a lot with. Yeah, they have a great series called Sega Saga. How would you say that? It's it's Saga, like a saga. saga. Yeah, yeah, I because I, it's like it's like Tomato Tomato. I sometimes I say like what? Oh. No one says Sega. Sega. That's Sega Genesis. Yeah. Okay, it's Saga. Okay, never mind. I'm wrong. But yeah, Saga, I don't know if that'll ever be a show though. That's too It's like way too hard. To, yeah, it's so hard to do. Um yeah, Image is great. And Oh, um, they have a really good Did I tell you about it last time? They have a great comic called Sex Criminals about a couple who stop time when they orgasm. Oh yeah, you did. Yeah, so, yeah and that's they funny. like start robbing banks. And, but how long does time stop for? Um in t- <laughs> It's it. The time is stopped for their refractory period. But do they have to orgasm at the same time? Is that so? How it yeah, works? that's they have to come simultaneously to be in that world together. Because if if the guy comes early, then he's just there by himself. That's so funny. And as soon as they're like ready to have sex again, that's when time speeds up again. Wow. And it, but it 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 starts out as just like a fun jokey, um, you yeah. know, Robin Banks and the high concept of it. But then it gets really deep into intimacy and their relationship of and course, depression yeah. and he's got like a bunch of I was going to say cuz that can get really tricky. And it's whole... not like it starts out very high concept to hook people and then it becomes much more low concept and just about like the time travel becomes tertiary at mm-hmm. a certain point and it's mm-hmm. more just about these people and trying to them yeah. trying to be people. Speaking of image they're they're coming out with a new spawn movie. They, that's they one read, I never read. Yeah, it's well, because too it was from like the nineties, and it's like there's like five hundred and fifty. Yeah, issues. yeah, but yeah. The, it's gonna be uh, yeah, Jamie, Jamie Fox. Fox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, well, let's talk about music real quick. Let's try to let's try to let's try to get to the end here real quick. Um, I love music. I think music is a. You w- love music. I'm one of the few. That is so. Cool I'm of you, one of the few who you like love music. music. You know what? All jokes aside, have you talked to like your family members, like baby boomers? Cause I have like family members who don't like, like I've 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 talked to like who don't like music who just don't really care like who are like what's your favorite band I don't really have one, like my dad I remember one time I don't think my I think my dad's favorite band he I, I think he'll probably say like ACDC or something like that but I remember one time I brought the Beatles home and I was like Dad how come you never introduced me to the Beatles they're great and he was like yeah I never really liked the Beatles and I was like what what are you talking about. And there's certain people who just don't really care for... Yeah, I think my brother's a little bit like that. He'll like it just on the radio, but he doesn't, you know, have Spotify or my, my I was lucky my dad was the one who got me into music and bought me my first records. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Which were very cool. There was The Strokes and Interpol. He, like, wow, me, those are perfect. Yeah, he got yeah. me, like, two... Which Strokes album? It was Room on Fire perfect. and Antics by Interpol, and yeah, I still yeah. love them. They're amazing. You know, I haven't listened to a lot of Interpol, though. 
They're good. How they're you, good. How would you ex- describe them? It, it's very similar to the Strokes, except a little less um, accessible. Grunge. A, no, a little more. I don't know. I don't want to say punk, but a little less easy listening. Because uh, I love. I remember discovering the Strokes when I was like in high school, and I, remember, I used to watch them on MTV, and they were great. Yeah, that song "Twelve Fifty One" stuck with me a lot. Yeah. I used to listen to that on repeat all the time. Yeah, for sure. Um, but he introduced me to one of my still one of my favorite bands, the Mountain Goats, who were still both you show me the Mountain very Goats, yeah. obsessed with John yeah. Darnielle. Yeah, and very seventies or no, 60s. he would he would he taught me um, clap your hands, say yeah, like a lot of weird bands that you need to have someone you trust introduce. Yeah, them too. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. Someone they that have weird knows your voices. Style. Yeah, and no, he got I because I love weird. I love Bob Dylan and yeah, Mountain Goats and Clap Your Hands. They all have weird mm-hmm. voices. Um, yeah, I and now still Mountain Goats, The National, and Dylan are my favorite bands, and Velvet Underground probably are my top. Velvet Underground's great. My yeah, top guys. Uh, yeah, those are all great choices, man. So I guess you would you would you would kind of you would kind of go towards alternative folk genre yeah i like um lyric focused music mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. um where it has an actual story to it that's we why were, you were here I definitely listen to bob dylan more than anyone else but well, we were listening to you were a big fan of um tillerman tinker the what is it uh yeah cat stevens yeah cat stevens, for the yeah. tillerman's great album. yeah that's a good album but it's another one where i i don't have a specific um taste that i only ascribe to i kind of like people say, I like everything except country and metal. Mm-hmm. But I do probably lean more to the soft indie stuff. I'm, like I'm probably the same. Laura yeah. Marling and Do you listen to Radiohead at all? Yeah, that I had. Um, I had a friend in high school who was very pretentious and <laughs> uh, dicky about music, and he wow. really was obsessed with Radiohead. Yeah. And so I had a weird relationship where I like refused to like because them, and he, I, yeah. I hated them oh, just based on that. But uh, then, just out of spite, man, that right? Sucks. It totally yeah. was out of spite. And then, I, I bet I only um, got into them because they played. It's the most boring way to ever get into radiohead but it, they, they they had a song on how i met your mother when which one it's it's when i think it's marshall is like a, in a car accident and everyone's like rushing to oh, the hospital no, no, no. It's and they're actually, playing I've fake plastic one. trees yes, yeah. a fake plastic tree yeah and they're all rushing to the hospital and, and super dramatic like, hey guys I'm yeah he's eating yeah. like ice cream or something no, when they ted. get there it's ted yeah, yeah is it ted yeah he's because it's his it's his show essentially no i know but yeah he's like tell, he's like there's a mo- he's, it's like a internal monologue that he's like saying and all of a sudden he like looks to the right and like a car like hits him and it was like dramatic. Yeah, it's supposed to be like super dramatic. And yeah, like, and they yeah. show all of the characters yeah, yeah, hearing like the running, news, like answering the phone, slow like, motion. Hello, and then like dropping the phone and just like running to the hospital. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's fake plastic trees. You I think what, that's though? honestly, I like. I remember hearing it and looking it up, like, oh shit, that's Radiohead. Yeah, Radiohead's great, man. Radiohead's yeah. really. Good. I like Radiohead a lot. Yeah, but uh, Dude, no one's no, ever gonna get this far. <laughs> it definitely. Like, if anyone does listen to this podcast, they're never gonna get to an hour thirty of you don't, this. You don't think they'll just like they'll be sitting There's in a no car way. ride? No, what no if, way. What if people love us? Like, what if people love Kevin Mahoney? Yeah, the only like our girlfriends are the only ones who are gonna listen, and they won't make <laughs> it. That, I don't think they won't make like, it this far. Yeah. They'll start it and then realize. No, I've heard all of these things before. We we could talk about relationships, but we don't have to get into that right now. 
Yeah, that'll, that'll no, be I, that'll be our I have, a, I have a new girlfriend, but yeah, yeah. yeah who we, I'm very excited to meet, by the way. Yeah, she's coming on uh, Wednesday. Oh, I can't and wait! We'll I cannot yeah, wait. Yeah, long distance. Um, so anything I want to talk about uh, something in your life that you've discovered that's kind of benefited you lately? Anything? Anything that's Anything that lately in your life? Wow, you really hated that question. You were like, "Boy, this is when this is when the when the when the uh, stupid those are just, interview." Yeah, the word those open end. I hate those open ended questions where like, especially if I didn't know it ahead of time. Like, oh, what am I? I'm gonna pull something so shitty out of thin air. It could be anything, anything it, but it doesn't have to be anything. It could literally. So say it again. What was it again? I, I stopped listening you... halfway through. <laughs> it's just I like said, as soon as, as, soon as you got halfway, I was like, I, "This is gonna be something such a dumb that you that that in your that you've discovered in your." life lately that's benefited you that it's like yeah this this has helped me you know write better or this has helped me in the morning every morning or it could be anything or nothing it could be like no same old shit honestly it's because i know no one's gonna be listening at this point come on (laughs) but it's it's super sappy but it literally is this girl that i've started seeing yeah i know yeah those two and you know what man that's uh, you know just uh, having someone in your life like that can really motivate you to do yeah, yeah do better she's kind of she's way out of my league in every sense of the world just and every sense oh man yeah yeah there you go but and so she's making me want to be better for sure yeah. to live up to and to yeah live up to it and knowing that she cares about me makes me care about myself more and makes me want to try harder because for so long but, all you ever do is live for yourself but it's the first time you want to live for someone else yeah and it's not even totally that and like wanting to impress her or like live up to anything lots of it is like the self-esteem that you get knowing that someone like this can care about you mm-hmm. it's uh i always think of that aziz ansari bit in um parks and rec where he's talking about his new girlfriend lucy and he's like she's smart she's hot and She's into me, which frankly is the most attractive quality in a woman. I got the trifecta. What's up? Like the like yeah. his the biggest th- factor yeah, is yeah, that yeah. she's into me. Yeah, yeah. And the fact that if you meet a certain girl that you feel like is way better than you and she's into you, it gives you a yeah, boost yeah, yeah. in self worth. Of course, because she pays attention to what you're doing. Yeah. And it just it stops you from doubting yourself too much because. I must have some kind of value if a girl mm-hmm, like this mm-hmm, is interested. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's the first time where you're like, oh, like I'm not just a piece of shit. <laughs> like exactly. someone then, actually likes, likes... And then that makes you want to become less of yeah. a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you and don't you want, want to her good. to find out that you actually are a piece of shit, so then you try and, that, and live up to yeah. what you think she thinks you are, even though you know that she is loving you for who you are. But that fraud complex and you can just be never goes away. Yeah. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is a perfect example of how something benefits you in your life today. So don't give me that bullshit about it's not a real thing. I didn't All say right. it wasn't a real thing. I just hate questions like that that are so radically open-ended You're gonna be, that I can't think of a specific situation because were, there's too many... If I were many... a sophisticated journalist and I was interviewing you for like this... Like the Rolling Stone magazine. No, see, that's a totally legitimate question. It's just even if I hear that in when I hear that in a podcast, I feel bad for the person answering because so I'm happy like that you hear in twenty years from now when you're married to this beautiful girl and she hears this, she's gonna fall in love with you ten times more because of how you are now. Okay. All right, last question. This is how I end the podcast. Um, it's the easiest question. I hope. Well, it's some to some people, it's the hardest question. 
I like to ask them what is their ideal, their dream, their favorite breakfast. Oh, eggs Benedict. <laughs> oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's that's the first. That's easy. That's oh, first. I get that every single brunch I ever go to. What's can you? I've actually don't think I've ever had. Oh it. man, can you, can you explain? So to it what goes it is? way back for me because my grandma used to make it every Christmas. So we'd have Christmas morning at my house, open Santa's presents, and then we go to my grandparents' house. Whose presents? Santa's presents. I thought they came from like your parents and stuff. You're a fucking idiot. Wait. <laughs> Santa's presents are in the basement with the real tree, and then your parents' presents are on the second floor with oh, the shit. fake tree. Yeah. I need to go. I need to spend Christmas in Minnesota. Yeah, man. yeah. So we have That's the insane. Santa's presents in the basement. Wait, wait, is this for real? It's like, it's like, oh yeah. Wait. Now I don't even know if you're doing a bit. Did you guys actually have a Christmas tree in the basement with presents? We had a real tree in the basement with Santa's presents. And then all the family presents were on the second floor with our big fake tree in the window with all the lights. And then, Is this a real thing? Well, how is that? That's not I've, crazy. Yes. It, to have two trees? Is that what Kevin, you Kevin, I've crazy? never heard about this. The two trees thing. Or what part of this is crazy? Well, I know, well, first of all, I'm from Florida. We didn't have basements. We had attics, and we never. We only went there if we needed to get like. Uh, no, we had like a, a whole. I slept in the basement from like eighth grade on. That's we had, insane. We had, like, so two you guys had a, a tree in the basement where you had Santa's presents. Yeah. And then you went upstairs to the fake Christmas. Well, tree no. So we would do the, the basement presents. presents in the morning, and then we'd go to my grandmother's house for the eggs Benedict. And then we'd open their presents there, and then we go home, and then we'd do the family presents. This is blowing my mind. It was I, great. It was I like didn't even know this was a thing at all. Basements or which part? I basement Christmas, Christmas basements. <laughs> I don't know. I don't think it's like a thing. I think it's just what we did. Like the the Mahonies or Minnesotians? No, I think. God, you messed both those words up. <laughs> but no, I think just us. Yeah, that was our thing. I'm sure other people that's, have that's done nuts. it too. I don't, I've never heard of that tradition ever. It's not like I. We had it's one funny, I don't even tree. think of it as we a had tradition. We one Christmas tree in the living room, and we would fill it up with presents, and that was it. See, we just didn't because we wanted a real tree, and we did, but we didn't want to get like the little pine needles all over like the nice living room, and so we, we put it in the basement. It, ah, it was like a shag carpet. Oh. And then my mom loved having the giant fake tree that she could like decorate with all the Shack ornaments. Shag carpeting isn't a thing in Florida. Everything is like wood floors or tiles because it's yeah. like hot, so you don't need no, shag no. carpet. No, this was nice and cozy. It was like a fireplace down there. Wow. And dad would have the camcorder, and we'd all come down on our PJs. No, that's awesome. Well, yeah, that's some that good sounds... home videos from the basement. <laughs> Anyone who's never spent a Christmas there really get an idea of how it works now. Yeah. So your grandma made eggs Benedict. Yeah, what's, so it what's, was what's the idea it was English muffins and then slices of ham, which can change if you go to like cool California restaurants now. They'll do like they can do salmon or mm. bacon or anything, yeah, but it's yeah. ham's the traditional. And then two poached eggs, well, like a poached egg on each, and then hollandaise sauce on top. What's hollandaise sauce? How do you describe that? Oh, I was afraid you were going to ask me that. I've I don't no I know I I don't know how I could describe it. I've never made them. Yeah, yeah. I. Th- think they're no i don't even want to guess because i'm probably wrong <laughs> but i don't know it's like it feels like egg yolk with a little spice to yeah, it, yeah but yeah. it's not spice but it's, it's just almost like, like it's creamy right right yeah it's yeah, very yeah. creamy and yellow yeah, yeah, and then you have like breakfast potatoes on the side. Usually, oh, that sounds so good. Oh, it's amazing, that's and you awesome. cut into the yolk, and then you see it spill into the <laughs> yeah. And that's when, and then you use the uh, what's it called the the biscuits to dip the yolk and all that. Or no, you... I never did that. But no, you, you weren't like you didn't dip your bread into the yolk. No, that that grandparent side was very waspy and polite, and we would never dip. So how did you? You what? cut it with a you cut it with a fork and knife. You cut out a little sliver of the of the egg, and then you. 
And so it was rude. It was in. It was. Un- oh yeah, we never would have used our hands to eat in that family what? house. No, no, they were Man, like. We all we ate was finger foods in my family. I, Everything was just like you. No, just we would stuff up in the hand. at our house, but this is my dad's parents. Oh yeah, and we're, we're they Hispanic, were, dude. We we were just like my grandparents were Cuban, dude. We would just grab yeah. shit and just put it in our mouths. No, this side was very. Um, you know, Catholic, conservative yeah. type household. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. My grandpa was very intimidating. Really? Yeah, just like I remember him like knocking my elbows off the table if I get like elbows and stuff. Wow. Yeah, no, it was very man uptight. I could I could sit on the table. My grandfather would be like just laughing. He'd be like, Yeah. And that was and that was my other side. My mom's parents were the exact opposite. They like as kids they took like road trips in a mobile home to like Missouri. Wow. And my dad went to like Europe. You yeah. Know? It That's was insane. they were like complete opposite families growing up. So when you go to a restaurant now, like brunch, it's always eggs benedict. That's almost always my go to That's awesome. If they have it. I, you yeah, know what? Next I time I go know. somewhere, I'm gonna get. You have to. That, I don't I think feel I've like that's ever ordered always it. what I get at brunch. I don't think and I've it, ever ordered. I don't. It. My mom I, likes it a lot. Yeah, I don't want to say it's an acquired taste. Um, but it, too, but it's you more definitely either like it or it is a bit. But it is delicious. Yeah. No. No. I'm sure it's great. And it is something that I just like. You only get at brunch. Like I don't make for myself because I make myself breakfast all the time. But it's just you know toast, sausages, eggs, bacon, and it's just something that feels like a treat. You know. Do you think it's Benedict Cumberbatch's favorite breakfast? No, I think it's his least favorite breakfast because I bet people make that joke <laughs> all the lot. time. Yeah, especially yeah. waitresses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In diners. Yeah, that would be a living hell. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to think of a catchphrase to end this on. Like a, all right, folks, thanks for listening. It's not a catchphrase. That's like a sign off. Sign off. There you go. Catchphrase could be. I don't know which is better or worse. Like catchphrase is like. All oh, yours, if it carries you know? on, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. or if it's like something very specific and unique to you, a sign off is like, "Have a good night." Well, apparently, this thing will never have a catchphrase because no well, one's the best ever is as, according to you. Good night and good luck, Edward Murrow. Do you know Edward Murrow? Good, sounds familiar. Have you seen the movie Good Night and Good Luck? Directed by George Clooney. No, I haven't. Oh, it's really, really not... good. It's phenomenal, especially say, nowadays. I thought you were gonna say, uh, uh, "In case I don't see you, good afternoon, good night." No, was it good morning, good afternoon, and in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good morning. (laughs) Yeah, I know what you're referencing, but I can't. Yeah, I can't can't think of it. I can't help you with this. In case I don't see you, good night. Yeah, whatever. Jim Carrey. No, keep trying. Okay, in case I don't see you, (laughs) good afternoon, good evening, good night.